You know, it is so great to be led in our worship time by our younger disciples here at Sunrise, and we're so grateful for that. Let's just again thank them. Gracias a los, los estudiantes que nos guiaron, nos llevaron a los pies del Señor. Such a tremendous gift to be able to, to share with our community as well through the Fusion School of Music, and I'm very grateful for that. And uh, we want our children to be able to engage God fully with their gifts, their abilities, singing, uh, their, their, their bodies, their lives, and we want them to know God's word. And that's why we have a children in worship time that we have for children up to fifth grade, uh, three years old to fifth grade. We want to send them out. And we also have our infant and toddler nursery for children two and under. And so, boys and girls, be blessed as you go and learn God's word together. We're all going to be doing that right now. Queremos bendecir a los niños que van al tiempo de niños en adoración para aprender de la palabra de Dios, niños hasta quinto grado. As they're heading out, I just want to bring a very brief word to you from our Sunrise Servant Team. This is our leadership team. Quiero traer un, una, pues, uh, algo del, del equipo de siervos, de los líderes de la iglesia. We have, some of you know, have been in a process. We've been at a crossroads. We're discerning our future as a church and, and whether we should be pursuing some new partnerships in our ministry, affiliating with some, a, a new group to go forward in our ministry. Estamos explorando si debemos afiliarnos con otro grupo para seguir adelante. And I just want you to know our leaders are working on that. It's behind the scenes right now, but very soon it will be in front of you uh, in the next few months. So just to give you an update, we have now, over the past three months, we have talked to three different potential partners. Hemos estado hablando con tres grupos diferentes en los últimos tres meses. We've had kind of an initial round of talking, asking questions, learning. Estamos aprendiendo, haciendo preguntas. And now the next step in the next month or so is going to be to kind of whittle that down to try to get down to maybe a, 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 a smaller group, whether that's one or two, and then to do more work, to do more homework, to, to, to ask more questions, to study more. Uh, queremos reducir ese grupo a lo mejor a uno o dos y después hacer más preguntas. So we're getting there. And uh, the servant team wants you to know that. They asked that I would share that update with you because I know you're also praying. Many of you are praying about this, and we want to make sure that you uh, have as much light on your path so you can pray for us. Continue praying for the servant team and for sunrise as we go forward. Sigan orando por la iglesia y por el equipo de siervos en este proceso. So with that, I would like to invite you to find a Bible, whether it's on the tables in the back, whether you've brought your own Bible, uh, maybe it's in your pocket on your phone. But we want to open up our Bibles today to begin with to the book of Hebrews in the second half of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 28 and 29. That's where we're going to start. Vamos a comenzar leyendo Hebreos 12, versículos 28 al 30, uh, 28 al 29 más bien. There are page numbers there on the screen that'll indicate where you can find that in the Bibles that are from the back. And uh, I would like to also remind you that we have these study sheets with a few key questions on them. And if you don't have one, please raise your hand. We'd like to get you a copy. Tenemos estas hojas también con preguntas so if we could get someone to get uh, those copies to some people with their hands raised, um, we'll get those to you in just a moment. So keep your hand up and we will get those to you. Also, um, yeah, we're going to read this first in Spanish and then we'll read it in English. Vamos a leer primero en español y después en inglés. So uh, copies are coming, sheets are coming. Let's 
listen now, this is God's word. Esta es la palabra de Dios. Escuchemos lo que dice. I'm going to read first in Spanish. Así que nosotros que estamos recibiendo un reino inconmovible, seamos agradecidos. Inspirados por esta gratitud, adoremos a Dios como a Él le agrada, con temor reverente, porque nuestro Dios es fuego consumidor. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So it was a hot day in the month of May, a bit hotter than usual. Era un día caluroso de mayo, más de lo normal. And our little town in Iowa was having their annual tulip festival. This is something every year. Nuestro pueblo en Iowa tenía su festival de tulipanes. Very hot day. And, and during tulip festival, what happens is all the stores, all the offices in the downtown area, they open up their doors and people can come in freely. Las tiendas y oficinas abren sus puertas de par en par para visitas. And, and I was at the tulip festival, me and some of my fifth grade buddies, or maybe we we're in fourth grade, I don't remember, but we were hanging out together uh, at the tulip festival. Estuve con unos amigos de quinto grado and uh, we were doing what you do, okay? We were watching parades, veíamos desfiles, we were eating good food, we were uh, going on carnival rides, uh, disfrutando de unos paseos de carnival and we were packing that's right we had squirt guns all right teníamos pistolas de agua and with these squirt guns we would often shoot each other from time to time just to you know beat the heat be refreshed nos dábamos un chorro aquí allá para refrescarnos but eventually of course the water ran out of the guns we didn't have any more water ya se nos agotó el agua what to do? Well, one of us had a great idea. Let's go to the telephone office because there was a bathroom inside the telephone office and a sink where we could get more water for our squirt guns. Había en la telefónica un baño donde había un lavamanos con agua. So that's what we did. We went into the telephone office and we filled up our little guns with water and we were set to go. Llenamos las pistolas de agua. But as we were coming out of the restroom, we were met with an unexpected blast of heat. Encontramos algo difícil. It was one of the office managers in the telephone office. And he started yelling at us. Hey, you kids, what do you think you're doing here? You're going to fry us all. Don't you know what you're going to do? Hey, niños, que saben, que saben lo que hacen, nos van a matar a todos. And that's when we realized Across the counter, not more than a dozen feet away, there was a wall full of exposed telephone wires. This is the old days, okay? So you got to imagine this. Había una pared llena de alambres expuestos. You see, with just one squirt from that squirt gun, we could have started a huge electrical fire that would have, you know, endangered many people. It would have shut down the whole town's phone system. We would have been in big trouble. Con un chorro de la pistola hubiéramos cortado el sistema telefónico y comenzado un incendio. We didn't mean to do that. Didn't plan to do that. Didn't intend to do that. But that didn't matter to that guy at that moment. No intentábamos hacerlo. Uh, Mom, if you're watching, I guess I never told you that story, did I? 
but it, it did happen. See, si mamá, eso ocurrió. Why am I telling you this embarrassing little story from my childhood? Well, I'm telling it because I think it illustrates an important spiritual truth that I would like us to look at today. Ilustra una verdad espiritual. And that is this. When sinful people come into the presence of Almighty God, it is a little bit like walking into the telephone exchange with a squirt gun. Cuando los pecadores entramos a presencia de Dios es como entrar a la telefónica con una pistola de agua. Well, actually, it's more like when sinners come into the presence of Almighty God, it is more like coming before a high-voltage electrical transformer with a fire hose. Es como acercarnos a un transformador eléctrico con una manguera contra incendios. Why? Because you see, the Bible is very clear in telling us who God is. God is holy, and we are not. God is good, and we are not. God is true, and we are not. Dios es santo, bueno, justo, y nosotros no. And so when you get God and sinners together, they're just not going to mix. It's like oil and water. Dios y los pecadores no se llevan. It's, it's more like gasoline and fire. It's like matter and antimatter. You get God and sinners together, there's going to be an explosion. Cuando Dios y los pecadores se tocan, hay una explosión. Why is that? Hebrews 12, 29 tells us, our God is a consuming fire. Nuestro Dios es fuego consumidor. In other words, God's character, His nature is, is such that absolutely nothing sinful, impure, unclean, unholy can abide and survive in His presence. La naturaleza de Dios es tal que nada puro puede sobrevivir en su presencia. Nothing that is sinful can exist before God. It's going to be annihilated. It's going to be swallowed up. It's, it's like a fly going into one of those zapper lights out in your backyard. That's it. Es como una mosca con esa luz de It just can't happen. So how can sinful, unholy people come into the presence of a holy and sinless God? ¿Cómo pueden llegar los pecadores a un Dios puro? That's really one of the huge questions that the scriptures lay before us. La Biblia trata de este dilema. I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. How can we come before God? How can we approach God? But before we talk about how to approach God, then I think it might be good for us to talk about how not to approach God. Hablemos de cómo no acercarnos a Dios. We find an example of that back in the Old Testament in Leviticus chapter 10, uh, verses 1 through 3 there. I want to focus. Levítico capítulo 10. It's a little story that I think can help shed some light on this. This is what it says. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered 
unauthorized fire before the Lord. Pero Nadab y Abiu, hijos de Aarón, tomaron cada uno su, su incensario y poniendo en ellos fuego e incienso, ofrecieron ante el Señor un fuego que no tenían por qué ofrecer, pues él no se lo había mandado. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Entonces salió de la presencia del Señor un fuego que les consumió y murieron ante él. So what we have here are, are two priests, Nadab and Abihu. They're two priests. Hay dos sacerdotes, Nadab y Abihu, and their sons of Aaron, who is the high priest of the people of Israel. Son hijos de Aaron, el supremo sacerdote de Israel. They're, they're kind of junior priests, if you want to put it that way. And one day they decide that they're going to come before God's presence. Van a entrar en la presencia del Señor. And so what do they do? Well, they grab their censers. These are these little metal containers uh, for burning fragrant incense, a part of worship for the people of Israel. Toma sus incensarios, los llenan de incienso fragante. And then it says they lit that powdery, smelly stuff with fire that was not authorized. Lo quemaron con fuego que no debían ofrecer. Now, what is that all about? Now, Bible experts have, have looked at this in a number of ways, and I, we don't know for sure, but there is a clue to what might have been going on just a few chapters later in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 12. In Leviticus 16, 12, hay un indicio. Here it's talking about the high priest and how the high priest is to enter into the most holy place of God's house, of the tabernacle or the temple. Habla de como el supremo sacerdote debe entrar en el lugar santísimo del tabernáculo. And this is what it says. It says, he, the priest, is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before the Lord. And then with that fire from the altar of the Lord on the incense, they could go through the curtain into God's presence. Dice que el supremo sacerdote tomará del altar que está delante del Señor un incensario lleno de brasas del altar y después pasan por la cortina al Señor so here it says that God specifically wants the priests to take fire coals from the altar of God to light up the incense it can't just be any fire it has to be fire from the altar of sacrifice tiene que ser brasas o fuego del altar de sacrificio evidently here Nadab and Abihu didn't do that They didn't bring fire from the altar. No trajeron fuego del altar. They brought their own fire. They brought their own uh, uh, flame. Ellos trajeron su propio fuego. I don't know. I'm just kind of imagining the scene here. It's like, oh, we don't have any fire. Oops, forgot to bring it from the altar. Hey, no problem. I've got my Zippo here. Let's just uh, light that thing. And here we go. That should be good enough. Tengo mi encendedor. Eso debe ser suficiente. That should do it. But it wasn't good enough. It wasn't sufficient. Not only was it not good enough, it was downright sinful and disobedient. No era suficiente, era desobediencia y pecaminoso. Nadab and Abihu offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. And not only that, they were not high priests. The high priest could only be the one to go into the most holy place one day out of the year, not any old day. No eran supremos sacerdotes para entrar en la presencia del Señor. And so what happened? It says here in verse 2, fire 
came out from the Lord and consumed them. El fuego del Señor los consumió. Why? Because our God is a consuming fire. Nuestro Dios es fuego consumidor. In verse 3 of Leviticus 10, Moses, in the aftermath of this, speaks to Aaron, and he says, this is what God says. This is what God thinks about this. Esto es lo que dice el Señor, dice Moisés en el 3. Among those who approach me, I will show myself holy. Entre los que se acercan a mí, manifestaré mi santidad. In the sight of all the people, I will be honored. Ante todo el pueblo, manifestaré mi gloria. In other words, we can't just come into God's presence casually. If anything, I think in our culture that's a problem where we think of God as the great buddy in the sky, right? And we just come into God's presence casually. That's, this is saying we can't do that. No podemos llegar a la presencia de Dios casualmente. We can't bring our own fire before God. No traemos nuestro propio fuego. What does that mean? That means we can't bring in our own goodness, our own righteousness, what we think is right, what we think is good, what we think is true, what we think is pure. We can't bring our own stuff before the Lord and think that that will be good enough. No podemos traer nuestra propia justicia, nuestra propia bondad. Why? Because the Bible makes it very clear all of our good deeds and all of our righteousness is as filthy, dirty, smelly rags before the Lord. Nuestra justicia es como trapos sucios ante el Señor. God's holy, we're not. Dios es santo, nosotros no. So we go back to the question. How can sinful, unholy people get into connection with a holy and righteous God? ¿Cómo podemos los pecadores entrar en presencia de un Dios santo? As hard as we might try, the answer is never going to be found on our side of the equation. It's never going to be found with us doing something. We can't create a way into God's presence. Nosotros no podemos crear un camino a la presencia de Dios. If God and sinners are going to get together, it has to be from God's side of it. God has to create a way to come to us. Dios tiene que crear un camino a nosotros. And thank God the good news he does. The good news is he does. Because the Bible not only tells us that God is completely holy, completely righteous and true, God is completely compassionate, merciful, and loving. Dios también es misericordioso y lleno de amor. And so what does God do? God sends his son from his very holy presence to come into our unholy presence to create a way. Jesús envía, Dios envía a Jesús de su presencia santa a nosotros para crear un camino. Look with me for just a moment at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, Hebreos 10, 19 y 20. In the middle of verse 19, it says this, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. Mediante la sangre de Jesús tenemos plena libertad para entrar en el lugar santísimo por el camino nuevo y vivo que él nos ha abierto a través de la cortina, es decir, a través de su cuerpo. 
What is the way into the holy place? God creates a way through the body and through the blood of Jesus Christ, his holy son. Dios crea un camino a su presencia en el cuerpo de la sangre de Jesús. The most holy place this is talking about is not a physical place in the temple or the tabernacle or in a church building. No es el lugar santísimo de un, un edificio. This is talking about fellowship, relationship, coming into the very throne room of the living God and being able to know him and relate to him without being destroyed. And the only way that can happen is because Jesus gave his body and blood on an altar called the cross. Jesús dio su cuerpo y sangre en el altar de la cruz. And by that, there's now a way for unholy people to get to a holy God. Así personas pecaminosas pueden llegar a un Dios santo. Skip down just a couple verses. Hebrews 10.22 says, Therefore, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Acerquémonos pues a Dios con corazón sincero y con plena seguridad que da la fe, interiormente purificados con una conciencia culpable y exteriormente lavados con agua pura. Since God has created this way through the body and blood of Jesus, we can now come near to God in full confidence. Podemos acercarnos a Dios en plena seguridad. Why? Because Jesus, Jesus is our protection. Jesus, by his blood and his body, is our covering. Jesús es nuestra protección, nuestra cobertura. Jesus is our access. Jesus is our go-between. Jesus is our high priest who brings us into the most holy place of God. Jesús es el supremo sacerdote que nos trae la presencia de Dios. It is possible now to come to God's presence because Jesus on the cross brings the fire that we need. Jesús trae el fuego que necesitamos. And so we can draw near. Washed in our hearts by his blood. Washed by his spirit. Podemos ser lavados de su corazón, de su espíritu y de su sangre. So worship, when we talk about worship, it is only possible for us to worship God in the name and in the person of Jesus Christ. That is the only way worship can take place. He has to bring the fire. We can't bring our own. Solo podemos adorar en el nombre y la persona del Señor Jesucristo. This is the foundation for everything we do as Christians. The foundation is Jesus. If it's not through Jesus, it's not going to work. Jesús es el fundamento. And this is a solid, firm foundation. Go back to Hebrews 12, 28. Hebreos 12, 28. It says this. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, since we have a kingdom and a king in Jesus that is a firm foundation that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Ahora que estamos recibiendo un reino incomovible en Jesús el Rey, seamos agradecidos e inspirados por esta gratitud, adoremos a Dios como a Él le agrada con temor reverente. 
So Jesus is the foundation of our worship. We can only come into God's presence. We can only have a connection with God, a relationship with God, without being destroyed through Jesus, in the name of Jesus, surrounded by Jesus. And it says, in light of that, let us give thanks and worship God acceptably. Así que demos gracias a Dios y adoremos con gratitud a Dios. In other words, worship is a response of thanks to what God has provided in Jesus. Es una respuesta de gratitud a lo que Dios ha hecho. Excellent and authentic worship is what we're talking about here. La adoración excelente y auténtica. And that is something that is at the heart of Sunrise Community Church. We're talking in this series of messages about the heart of Sunrise. And one of the values that we put forward when we began over 23 years ago was that we wanted to be a church engaged in excellent and authentic worship of God. Queremos ser una iglesia que hace adoración excelente auténtica. And we said this, excellent and authentic worship honors God and inspires people. La adoración excelente y auténtica le honra a Dios e inspira a la gente. In other words, approaching God in excellent and authentic worship is about living in such a way that we are surrounded in Jesus. We're abiding in Jesus. We're walking with Jesus. We're looking to Jesus. And we honor God with that. And in that we pray we are inspired to live for him and to love other people. Al honrar a Dios en Jesús podemos honrar a Dios y ser inspirados Amar a los demás. So what we're talking about, when we say we're talking about excellent and authentic worship, we're talking about a lifestyle, a way of living. It's not just Sunday morning. When we come together on Sunday morning, worship is not just what happens here. La adoración no es solo lo que pasa aquí. It's not just, you know, singing songs and, and praying prayers and listening to a preaching or giving an offering. We do all that here. That is all worship. I can tell you, yes, that's worship, but worship is more. La adoración es más que predicas y cantos y oraciones y ofrendas. Worship's about how we're living every day. Worship's about learning how to live a life where we are continually, in everything in our lives, we are continually living before the presence of God aware of God and we're giving our lives over to him as vivir en presencia de Dios. It's about honoring God with our lives and being motivated then to bless and love other people. And all of that is worship. Es honrar a Dios con nuestras vidas y amar a las demás personas. In fact, uh, that's why uh, it, after 1228 here says, let us worship God acceptably, 13 verse 1 of Hebrews says, Keep on loving each other. Después de decir, adoremos a Dios como, como le agrada, dice, sigan amándose unos a otros. In other words, there's a connection between how we love other people and our worship of God. Hebrews 13.2 says, Do not forget to entertain strangers. Be hospitable. No se olviden de practicar la hospitalidad. Why? Being hospitable is a way of worshiping. Es una manera de adorar. Verse 3 says, remember those in prison. Acuérdense los presos. Why? Because caring for the forgotten ones 
is a way of worshiping God. Cuidar los olvidados es como adorar a Dios. Verse 4, here's one that's important. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. Tengan todos en alta estima el matrimonio en la fidelidad conyugal. Follow God's plan for marriage. Honor marriage. Honor the family. Honor husband and wife. Why? Because that's worship. Your marriage is an act of worship. Tu matrimonio puede ser un acto de adoración. Verse 5. Keep yourselves free from the love of money. Manténganse libres del amor al dinero. Not living simply for material things. Living for God. That's worship. No vivir por las cosas materiales. It's, it's everything that we're doing all throughout the day. So excellent and authentic worships. It's about honoring God, loving other people, not to earn God's acceptance. We got to be really careful and very clear about that. Honramos a Dios y bendecimos a los demás no para meritar el favor de Dios. We don't do this to be accepted by God. We live this way because we have already been accepted by God. Ya somos aceptados a Dios. We're, this is a response to what God has already done. Es una respuesta a Dios. So excellent worship is giving our best to God in every way we can. Why? Because God already gave us the best. He gave us Jesus. Damos lo mejor a Dios porque ya nos dio lo mejor en Jesús. Authentic worship. It's about coming to God with our true self. Warts and all. Come before God with your real self. Why? Because God's already given us his real self in Jesus. Venimos con nuestro verdadero ser porque Dios ya nos dio su verdadero ser en Jesús. God has already done it. And worship is just simply responding to that. It's, it's really living according to Colossians 3.17, which says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Como dice Colosenses, todo lo que hagan de palabra, de obra, háganlo en el nombre del Señor Jesús, dando gracias a Dios el Padre por medio de él. I also like what Hebrews 13.15 and 16 says. Let's take a look at that. Hebreos 13.15-16. Listen to this. Through Jesus... Those two words are important. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Ofrezcamos continuamente a Dios por medio de Jesús un sacrificio de alabanza, es decir, el fruto de los labios que confiesan su nombre. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices... God is pleased. No se olvide de hacer bien y de compartir con otros que no tienen porque esos son los sacrificios que agradan a Dios. What is that? Look at it. There's two sacrifices. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Honor God with your lips and your life. Honrar a Dios con un sacrificio de alabanza. Oh yeah, and don't forget to do good and love other people because that's a sacrifice that honors God too. Amar a lo demás es un sacrificio también. They're both sacrifices. Based on the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. So when we come into this place on Sunday morning, I want to get you to think about this. When we come into worship, really what we're doing here is we're taking everything from our week, 
We're taking the worship of our lives during the week and we're trying to bring it into here and to celebrate and to lift up to God what he's already done through the week. Estamos trayendo a este momento nuestra adoración de la semana. It's, it's like a big party of how God has already been working in us. Now there's two ways you can come to worship at any point, but in particular on Sunday morning. There's two ways to come. One, we can try to bring our own fire or we can try to let Jesus bring the fire. Podemos traer nuestro propio fuego o permitir que Jesús lo traiga. Now I have to confess, I will tell you that there are plenty of times when I think I can bring my own fire. I've had a great week. Life is going good. I'm banging on all eight cylinders. I'm successful. Things are happening. I'm on top of my game. Yo estoy bien. Estoy en control. Estoy superando. I'm victorious. Hallelujah. Here I am. I'm ready for worship. You know, that works. Until it doesn't. Eso funciona hasta que no. What happens when you've had a lousy week? You're You're depressed. You're in the tank, in the toilet with your emotions, right? Just life is lousy. It's no good. What do you do then? ¿Qué haces cuando llegas deprimido? Well, often what we do is we try to get our own fire back. Intentamos aprender nuestro propio fuego. And so we come to worship thinking that worship is about getting something. I got to go to worship because I need to get fed. I need to get filled. I need to get blessed. I need to get my worship on, we say, right? Tengo que ser bendecido, animado. But that's not the point of worship. Worship is not about us. It's not about us getting fed. It's not. It's about God. La adoración se trata de Dios, no de nosotros y nuestras necesidades. It's about giving glory to him and loving other people. So I can try to come to worship and bring my own fire, but it either works too good or it doesn't work at all. There's another way to come. Jesus, our high priest, has opened the way for us to come into God's presence. Jesús es supremo sacerdote y nos da el camino a Dios. And when we come to worship in Jesus' name, when we come into, into worship being covered by him, looking to him, He brings the fire. Jesús trae el fuego. And when he brings the fire, the focus is not on me and my needs. The focus is on worshiping God, lifting Jesus up, and blessing the people around me. And oh, by the way, if that's the focus of worship, when you are coming in, you're saying, this is about God. This is, he's the center of attention today. I'm giving him my praise. I'm going to bless the people around me. When you do that, you know what happens? Chances are you get fed. You get filled. You get blessed. That's a byproduct. Si adoras a Dios y bendices a los demás, si vas a estar animado, bendecido. So on this sheet, there's a question that I want you to ponder this week. How can you honor God and love other people as an expression of excellent and authentic worship this week? ¿Cómo puedes honrar a Dios y amar a los demás como expresión de la adoración excelente y auténtica? Excellent, authentic worship. La adoración excelente y auténtica. It's the only way to approach our excellent, authentic, living, holy 
God es la única manera de acercarnos a nuestro Dios auténtico, excelente, santo y vivo. So let's pray to him right now. Vamos a orar. It is indeed amazing, God, that we could even come into your presence. If I were to go to Buckingham Palace, I would not get into the presence of the Queen. Si fuera el Palacio de Buckingham, no podría tener acceso a la reina. If I were to go before any president or ruler in this world, I would not get in. And yet you have opened a way for us to come into and have an audience with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you know us by name. Nos has abierto camino para que tengamos una reunión contigo, Rey de Reyes y Señor de Señores. Thank you for that. Lord, we have much to learn about what worship really is. Forgive us when we think it is about us, when we become consumers of worship rather than worshiping in spirit and in truth. Perdónanos cuando somos consumidores de la adoración y no adoradores de Dios. Help our focus to be upon you. Help us to live every single day understanding that you are the vine and we are the branches. We must abide in you, live in you, because it's through you that we have every good and perfect gift. Tú eres, Señor, la vida y nosotros las ramas. Ayúdanos a permanecer en ti, que nos das todo don, toda dádiva buena. So, Lord God, as a church, May we continue to worship you, not only here in this space, but as we go from this place from week to week. And let that worship somehow inspire other people to seek you and to be found by you and to follow you, Jesus. Que nuestra adoración inspire a los demás a seguirte, buscarte y comprometerse contigo, Jesús. We ask this knowing that we are not worthy, but you are worthy. We adore your worthyship. We give you worship in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus and God's people together say, Amen.